Welcome back to the podcast everyone. Today we are with the new season 2 as in we are starting a new season of the podcast and with it we are starting another segment of the podcast which is known as This Week in Tech. Today I'm joined by fellow creator Sudeep. Sudeep could you give a brief introduction about yourself before we start? Hello everybody. This is Sudeep Pesti and I mean I am a content creator on YouTube. I make content relating to tech, videography and a lot more I'm expanding my niche. so that's there and i'm also a growing freelancer that's that's it. that's me yeah so we are starting this series with the aim of discussing what has happened in the tech world for the whole week as in we'll be doing this episode every saturday most probably and we'll bring you the latest tech news and our thoughts on it so without any further ado let's start if that's okay sudeep yeah let's get started man yeah So the first thing is we were discussing about the whole uh, topic that is currently going on and the first uh, topic that came to mind is the fact that Essential is back and its founder Andy Rubin has founded Awesome if that's the way to pronounce it O S O M and what are your thoughts on that Sudeep Yeah I mean uh, I heard you say this to me like a day back when we were on our other live you said this was a spiritual successor of sorts is that yeah. it Yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. Yeah I mean the earlier essential phone I think that was really really you know uh, the hardware choices were weird software was something I can't complain about but the hardware was something which was good I mean on the outer part the build and stuff it was super great but then I feel like the choices which went internally I don't, I don't think they were actually great but let's see how this go goes man it might be actually good if they want to keep up the you know the works of essential which they've already done and made name for the build quality they did I think this should be good. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So, for, yeah. So for those who are unaware, Essential was a company that was founded by Andy Rubin, who was one of the most influential people in Google. He faced some issues in life due to some misconducts and issues, and basically he left Google to found uh, his own company, and it was known as Essential, where he made the first phone, which was Essential PH One. and there was uh, supposed to be a successor but uh, sadly the company went which down which in fact if you Now, think about it i have something like uh, it's yeah. essential ph1 so like if you yeah, bring it into words it's it's essentially essential phone so that's yeah that. that was something that i think marquez highlighted in his yeah, videos yeah. because he didn't pay attention to that <laughs> yeah Okay. So that was the whole company and now the founder as well as some other influential people who were part of the essential brand are back with OSOM awesome and they are going to launch the spiritual successor to the essential phone only time will tell what happens because we saw what happened with the red hydrogen phones as well they were a good concept which was part by bad execution through that this yeah. like <laughs> i think red hydrogen was one of the most you know biggest fail in terms of a big company doing something so bad yeah so i think that's that yeah so follow that uh, we were discussing another thing which is the second news that snapdragon is launching chips going to launch chips which will offer 5g support uh, for budget devices as in the 400 series chips will now get 5g support in 2021 with brands like oppo xiaomi and if i'm not wrong motorola in total launch devices with the same so budget 5g what are your thoughts on that sudeep do you think about it i mean i have my views but then i want to know what do you think about it first 
yeah so the thing is 5g makes sense in certain markets as i'll say in india we are going to see this happening by next year and they'll all be like oh wow it's a 5g phone people should shift to 5g and people will do that like if you remember the iqoo phone it became very popular it's it became smiley yeah, popular for a brand which had the first device yeah, then we yeah, had yeah. devices like the yeah then we yeah. had devices like the realme x50 pro and now we see that almost all flagships have moved to the 5g route but can you execute that as in can you fully use the potential of the same we can't right i mean but, it's uh, not entirely like that i don't feel that way maybe we can that's why they're taking their time to do it maybe that's why we're not getting it yeah. right agreed agreed i mean in yeah. today's time as in, are we yeah, able to use proper 5g yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah true. yeah that's true that's one thing which we need to think about right now because 5g is not something which is essential it's just something which we are future proofing ourselves with so if you like getting a mobile now which has 5g you're just future proof for the next 3 years or 4 years if you're not that person who upgrades to a new phone that's what i think because like yeah. you get the mi 10 which has 5g right yeah yeah it has yes yeah, so if you get that it's a great phone everything is great in it i don't think you'd have any problems except the software the ads and stuff Agreed. so other than that uh, i think you're pretty much done for a solid amount of years if you're not the, that person who upgrades it's just future proofing mm. for now i don't think we have the exact 5g technology or the towers everywhere for to use it properly it's just future proofing is all i can say yeah as in that was the point that if yeah. uh, because most people what they do is at least in the budget segment they w- some do keep their smartphones but mostly at least in the tech space that i know they'll shift devices like a year or two and by the time because these chips are based on a specific modem and a router that will help you uh, access the 5g network and the thing is that with uh, the time passing the devices that launched initially with 5g now have an older chip as in the modem is a bit older and that affects or hampers the 5g capabilities so sure. somebody if they are buying a phone like 2 years ago and they're going to be able to utilize that thing after 2 years they're already behind and the other thing to notice now it is more of a niche kind of thing as in 5g is not widespread and it will take some time for now if you buy a 5g phone it will be more expensive because it's a headliner feature and more people will be attracted towards it when it is more commonly spread we'll see cheaper devices we'll see most devices adopting to 5g right yeah so that's another way of saying it i think that's how everything works right if you, if something is like mass produced if it is for the public if it's actually for the public and they need it it becomes easily accessible the pr- prices become less the lesser amount of units or the actual necessity for a tech i think that's where the prices start to increase it's as simple as understanding it, economics It's as simple as that, Agreed. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good news, but my yeah. final, yeah. So my final thoughts on this whole situation was that at least these devices, like Xiaomi and Realme, sell devices in uh, Europe as well, and over there you have five G support. So for them, it's a good thing that you can get the same thing for cheaper. But do note that it'll only be sub six, if I'm not wrong. It's not going to be the millimeter wave crazy speed one. But yeah. still, anything so is better than nothing. Yeah. yeah that's true actually but for, as per as india i'm concerned i don't think it's going to be a big leap of sorts unless we get the actual technology to support all of this here in india but as you said realme and xiaomi also function in europe so i've also heard mr hostapos 
cover this and he told that it's actually a good thing if 5G can come there because they're actually ready to accept 5G. They have towers and all the stuff ready for it. At least half of it. They're at least there, like halfway there. So there, I think it will be a good step. India, we can take our time. But it's a good step. It's a good news that we're about to get it soon. Yeah, that's the thing. If there's, I see this as two ways. First of all, it's more of it's more of uh, something that's uh, like for flexing as of now. I, I shouldn't use the word flex, but it's like, yes. hey, look at this. My phone has 5G, but I can't access it. But the yeah, other like way of watching remember, this is... Yeah, one minute. If you yeah, uh, yeah. Act, actually remember 4G was the same when you were still in 3G. When LTE yeah, was something yeah, yeah. was introduced, every single phone which came out with LTE at that time, say the next Apple device or the Samsung device, which said it had LTE support or 4G support, we did flex on it. So it was like something yeah. superior. And when all the uh, carriers actually adapted to it, that's when everything changed. That's when it, it became normal. Agreed. So yeah, it's the same. It's going to be the same. Okay. Yeah. So that was, Sudeep just summed up what I wanted to say in this way that <laughs> it's basically for now it's flex, just yeah. flex game. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on the 5G route, first of all, we'll talk about the Realme V3, which is the cheapest phone to come with 5G and it's coming to India in a month. Oh. Uh, just a spec refresher for those unaware, it's a device that features the design similar to the Realme C15 and comes with the Dimensity 720 chip, which is somewhat at par with something like the Snapdragon 720G. That's what they say. But... What are your thoughts, Sudeep? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the Diamond yeah, yeah. uh, City chip, the name itself is new, I guess. I I haven't heard it anywhere per se. In India, at least, the phones which are being produced in India. Uh, so, yeah, it's a new new chip. I can't really say how it's going to be. But, yeah, if it can support 5G and it's going to bring it like a month, like you've told, it would be a great a great mm-hmm. start, at least. I mean, the specs seem proper, like 6GB of RAM, 64GB, the normal stuff for a budget phone. I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope there's no other sacrifices per se. I don't want the screen to be of a lesser resolution because they're giving me 5G. If that's HD the thing, plus. yeah. If that's the thing, I don't think that would be a good option. If you still, I don't know. At least if it was a different kind of compromise, I'd be fine. As far as I can see, mm. there is a compromise screen right here, which is just LCD and not even AMOLED. So. We have to see about it. And with that, we've also got degraded optics, right? At a time when the 10,000 rupee segment is getting 48 megapixel sensors, uh, even though I maintain that megapixels don't matter yeah, that much, yeah. we're getting like those uh, budget cheap 13 megapixel plus 2 megapixel plus 2 megapixel sensors. So yeah. basically, they just gave the performance and 5G and everything else is just mediocre. Yeah, it's just mediocre. I mean, as you said, yeah. pixels don't matter. But yeah, I think they have stepped back a little. The 48 MP yeah, yeah. usually I mean, help in pixel pinning mm-hmm. and then you can make the pictures look better. That's all it does. It's not actual mm-hmm. 48 MP like every one of us know if you're a tech enthusiast. So yeah. Yeah. It's good. Let's see how it actually goes. It's, it is a good step as I told you in India, but it's not a step yeah. we are in dire need of. It's not something we need. It's something... Agreed. We can just accept and take if you want to. That's it. Yeah. Moving on to sticking with Realme. Realme has again flooded the market and Sudeep is legit angry and he'll <laughs> talk about how he's angry in just a second. <laughs> okay. I mean, 
I wouldn't say I'm angry. There's two ways you can see about this, and that's what I'm going to be talking about right now. So there's actually two ways, as I told you, right? So there's one way which you can see is from the company's perspective. So basically, there's a lot of competition, right? In today's market, in this particular year, the competition is like going through the roof, and that's something I feel is one of the main reasons Realme and both Xiaomi. has been releasing phones back to back but i wouldn't say xiaomi is re- releasing a lot of phones realme is on the edge over here because they have released i think over 10 devices in the past few months if i'm right more than 10 if i'm right but that's there that has a lot of phones being released but on that point i'm talk- talking about in the business perspective i think what they're doing might seem right for them they need to capture the market xiaomi is, has been number one for the past few years and i think realme's only obsession right now is to beat that somehow release more phones put more models in the market more specifications different features like if you see this 7 pro has the 65 watt charger which none of the phones have right now so they're just trying to yeah. place that so that's one way you can see it the other way is just mm. from a normal consumer's point and i think it's going to suck if you're a normal consumer because you enter into the realme site you're going to be flooded with so many options and the only difference here and there would be your particular ram or uh, your processor or the finish you get or the o- overall feature which it packs so as a consumer i think realme has confused the market and not just realme even xiaomi uh the continuous back to back release of a pro version max version from Xiaomi yeah. and a version the normal numbered version i think it's all getting into a confused state of point right now from consumer's point mm-hmm. of view so that's why i hate it as a tech tech enthusiast i can say that it's okay they're just trying to do something uh innovative not actually innovative different with each model they give some stuff here take it away from the ne- next model but yeah as a consumer I would feel angry or just pissed that they are actually flooding the market. That's what I'm really pissed about at the moment. Yeah. So here I'll just say one statement that I heard, which basically depicts the whole situation very nicely, at least in terms of Realme side, which is that if you take notice of the devices, like if you more importantly see something like the C series, which is the budget AM series or the number series, and compare it with something like the re- recent Realme Seven with the Realme Six. There's a writer, author from uh, Android Central or Authority. That naming scheme literally has me confused. <laughs> But his name is Vutani. His name is Dhru Vutani, and he's quite popular. And oh, he yeah, just yeah, said yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So he said one interesting statement, which hit me very nicely. That this whole situation, where he says he Realme should stop making devices which offer one thing which is better than the other, which. other features being just the same as the other thing as in they should stop making one feature upgrades yeah that's what even i told right like realme mm-hmm. and xiaomi at this point that's what they're doing they're just changing the names to bring down some points give up some points and then give you some features there take some here that's all they're doing if like if i make super honest the price difference between 9a and 9 is just 1000 rupees but then you're cutting down on a lot with that I mean the processor yeah. changes. You have a different kind of RAM capability. You have a different kind of you know the screen you get. They uh, put that out as a full HD 
screen which is the only thing in the segment and now with just 2000 rupees less you drop on everything but i'm i'm not complaining the 9a is actually a good model for the really really budget oriented people i'm not at all complaining and i also heard they're come selling it without any profit margin which is a huge thing yeah but that's like, a huge thing. yeah that's a huge thing i want to congratulate you know show me for that but yeah but uh, on the other hand it's just getting too crowded and that statement does make sense that's what even i want to tell like don't give me a phone which has just one different feature and then call that a new model in just like two months after releasing an earlier model that's what frustrates me that's it it's not big but yeah it's... yeah now moving on with this whole realme situation i myself will go crazy now because realme 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 it's become very tough for me to cover these devices with the names changing like c3 c c10 c12 c15 like every month there's a new launch that's all i'll say yeah. it's getting very tiring now but uh, if you moving on there's a launch yeah, yeah yeah you were saying something no if uh... if you're a person like yourself like if you're shok sarkar or a person who likes articles or writes articles you're going to be the person who's going to be in so much of work because you know <laughs> every single month you have so much to cover upon that would kind of be different so yeah yeah next moving on to a launch that i actually like two launches basically first of all microsoft launched its surface uh, foldable surface duo and we actually don't know a lot about that because we can't tell because as far as i remember the youtubers aren't allowed to show us the software the, the software Although is the only thing i just, know about but i saw the launch like i saw stuff about yeah. it from microsoft itself and i think it's just a skinned version mm-hmm. of android i think it will be a good experience the hardware seems great if did you see the mkbhd's video the, the video very yeah i saw it yeah, yeah, so, it's so good and yeah. that, the features the thing are, i loved it uh, mm. yeah yeah so the one thing i loved is the comparison with the note uh, 20 ultra's uh, camera bump and the devices that is actually uh, thickness yeah. that is funny <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was nice I mean yeah. Marcus doesn't like thick phones so that's why he's complaining a lot mm-hmm. about the Note 20 and especially the camera pump that's there but then yeah uh, it's actually super great but given the fact that that feature is also now available in the Z Fold 2 if i know you can also do the same hinge mechanisms you can keep it at a 90 degree uh, Marcus complained that in the first Samsung Fold it wasn't there you can keep it only at a 90 or at a 180 but now in the Z Fold 2 you can do it anywhere just like the Duo But yeah, the hardware seemed great overall. The glass build and stuff. Software is something we need to see. Yeah. Maybe when everyone's review drops after the embargo opens up, we'll get flood of reviews, and then we can see about it. <laughs> yeah. It's a good thing. One good news is that I was watching the latest episode of uh, Ascension, as not episode the David Blaine thing. Yeah, the and live, in yeah. one of the yeah where Marquez shoots one of the videos. Out at Arizona, right? Yeah. If I'm not wrong, wherever yeah. he is, I think it's Arizona. And in the latest video he shot about the Z Fold Two, which is the next device which we'll be covering, he accidentally—I'm not sure if that was incidental or accidentally—but he showed off that I think the Surface uh, Duo Two embargo lifts on 10th, so that's quite exciting. Five days to go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but I'm that's cool. Pretty much sure, like you know. Uh, Microsoft doesn't want people to mock the, you know, the overall UI. If 
maybe they are not confident with it that's why they are actually doing this or they just want to market the hardware first with every reviewer out there they just want to uh, bring it out to the people that the hardware is actually super good like it's super great so you need to know that first and then you yeah. can know about the overall experience and stuff that's not what we want and uh, we let the reviewers okay. talk about what this is actually for for whom this is actually for who should buy this so i guess that's how they're saying mm. it's either that they're not confident with the software or it can be the other way that they want to uh, segment it and take this slowly yeah but one funny thing if the viewers are unaware i'm sure you must be knowing the funny thing with this whole situation is that the youtubers can't showcase the software but the device is available in carrier stores so if you are in us you can go check uh, the device out I saw that. test out yeah, the software yeah, i saw that i saw that back. one person on twitter <laughs> one person on twitter literally went to the store and i think i saw that video he actually went to the store and then yeah. he used it he showed everything like he uh took it out of the demo mode he put it into the software he just mm. swiped through it i think it's going to be just a skinned version of android that's what i feel it's it's just going to chuck the you know the basic circle icons and stuff on the base level like on the look level i think it'll chuck that there'll be just minor changes i presume let's see yeah because if i'm not wrong when i was seeing one of the videos or one of the tweets because not videos i saw that the uh the battery indicator and the notification shade was somewhat similar to stock android so yeah it's probably it's that probably that is yeah, in it yeah. in a minor yeah, way. a minor way yeah. that's what even i am guessing moving on to the next foldable which is one of my favorite devices which i can't afford <laughs> the galaxy z fold 2 great device what are your thoughts on that and more importantly what are your thoughts on the tom brown edition first of all that the c fold to i'm seriously impressed with it i mean the first fold device i really didn't like it i must say that i must actually congratulate samsung for being such a bring back they took the leap and tried a folding smartphone as a consumer product not even could buy it that was there but like they went ahead and made it available to the consumers not just for the tech reviews of sorts if you had the money you could buy the fold so it, it was like that but then i hated the fact that you know the front screen was so small it was abysmally small that was there it had a lot of function errors software errors but then it's it's all fixed now they're developing with it with every one ui update that's all there but yeah after that the fold to the z fold to something i seriously love the front front screen is beautiful the build has been like it's built like a tank you now it's proper it goes along with the color scheme of the new phones and the uh, launch of products the camera is also incredibly better than the la- last one i feel the screen you can't really complain it's still going to have that you know crease in the middle because in crease, like yeah. if you saw mr Mo- mobile's uh, review he told that unless like yeah, yeah, saw unless it. you have a phenomenal leap in terms of hardware technology you're not going to see that crease go anywhere so that's that you can't really complain about that if you want a foldable phone which looks superb and also functions in a very premium way you have to sacrifice on that small point and as i've seen it isn't even noticeable at most angles yeah it's a great phone so just a thing yeah i wanted to weigh in here i'm not sure from whom i heard this i think it was marques but he actually depicted the comparison between these two foldable devices very nicely he stated that the surface is more of a device that is like 
something no it was austin evans in the test drivers podcast now i remember and he said that this was more like a secondary device to use with your laptop to be part of the microsoft ecosystem while the z42 is basically something that you can shift to and make it like your primary device and i wholeheartedly agree with this yeah yeah that's one of the things i felt to like the first fold i wouldn't primary it even if i had the cash for it i don't think i would primary it just because it's different that's that i don't think i would have ever primary it for my uh, daily driver but this z fold 2 is something which is really promising i don't see any lack of stuff right from the launch it looks great so you don't have any problems you don't need to wait for changes in the software or like upgrades and everything seems fine nothing seems skeptical like the with the first generation so i think it's a great phone the only thing i say i would hate is the naming it's too complicated and yeah. too stupid that's a mouthful yeah like this yeah. is was it necessary it was a different uh, brand by itself i think the series yeah the yeah. the vertical could have had it and then this could have been the just the fold you mm-hmm. know with that you have the 5g at the yeah. end too so it's a mouthful like it all yeah so so as you stated you brought up that uh, flip z flip and the thing is i'm not sure if you read this today to as of the day we are shooting this which is also the day we are going to premiere this there have been two new developments related to samsung first of all it's been revealed that ben jeskin he basically showcased i'm not sure if those are real but he showcased samsung prototypes of what they thought the foldable smartphone could be oh, and oh, yeah. they yeah. made the z flip even smaller I saw that. I saw that. they made it like a fold yeah, i saw that it was actually so good there was that a, would be there cool. was a mini version of the fold and it was really cute i mean yeah. it was so small it was nice yeah <laughs> yeah it looks yeah but it then, looks good yeah i mean for a normal product a normal flagship itself uh, a company like samsung or apple goes through so much of r&d because they want that premiumness to be there even if their phone is simple apple is simple they don't yeah care about the big stuff they don't want that you know too much of flaunting but even then apple puts so much mm-hmm. of work in r&d and for us company like samsung who are hitting heads with them they need to put so much of r&d for a different kind of phone too it's not necessarily like a normal flagship it's a fold device so they have to put even more work on yeah. r&d and i feel it's good they did so much of experimentation all of this seems like different places they stopped that like we can stuff stop with this week they could have made the earlier version as the one which launched it's good that they did so much r&d i like it yeah so the second thing is if you have noticed i'm sure you did because I think I tagged you in something or the other, but there's a cheaper uh, flip, not flip. There's a cheaper Galaxy Fold coming. The I heard Fold it. 2. Yeah, the Galaxy Fold Lite. Yeah, I think, and they say it's yeah, going to be exclusive be cool. for India or something. I'm skeptical because yeah, the, the Fold thing premiere. itself is something which I feel like it's not for the o- overall consumer yet. Like for a normal consumer. it's still a hardware decision which should cost a bit more than the usual money you spend for it if it comes and it comes at a reasonable price i don't expect it to be priced really low or anything i mean if it comes great but i'm really skeptical i don't know how much i can believe on that or be excited about it yeah my main primary concern with this is how are they going to price it because 
they can't price it at 1.5 1.6 lakh because that is the place where the Z Fold 2 should sit yeah i think that's where it is but stand. if it's going to be lighter version they can't get it at 1 lakh because it's painstakingly close to the 92000 rupee no, that's what i'm saying ultra. when you're releasing a light version yeah. if you're talking about a light version of a very you know uh, experimental device like the fold i don't think we can actually talk about the pricing because i think it can range anywhere from 50 to 60 and they can still call it light because you're getting it for a much cheaper price than the actual z fold so the price is something which i'm still yeah. thinking about that's what makes me skeptical an experimental phone like the fold coming at a cheaper price that's what makes me skeptical not the fact that you can do it the price that's what and in a place like india you need to be really sure about the pricing so yeah 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 exactly what's that but you're excited yeah, right yeah, for comes, the z fold 2 obviously if nice so moving on let's go to the pc side a bit intel recently announced its 11th generation of chips and i'm not an expert in this i'm just a beginner and i'm trying to understand this whole pc thing because it's a bit confusing but first of all what are your thoughts on the new simplistic logo uh, i like it i think intel has been sticking on to that you know complicated stickering the stickers they put on a laptops that's the literal thing they use everywhere i mean hadn't yeah. liked that so the logo is much simpler now and that's good i really like it that's that nothing to talk about it it's just much simpler yeah but uh, what are thoughts on the chips themselves like if i'm not wrong you recently got a laptop yeah. with the core <laughs> yeah. i5 right if i'm yeah. not wrong core i5 yeah. 10 so what are your thoughts on um yeah so what are your thoughts on it being upgraded so recently i don't think it's going to be a problem for the laptops if you think about it it just launched so it's like a new generation of chipsets uh the first thing we need to talk about is we're in a pandemic it's not like the we're in a no- normal functioning world where everything can be easily made available so the first thing which gets affected is the lo- logistics i guess so i don't think the 11th generation chips can be easily available to all the laptops out there i think there are only few laptops per se which have the 11th generation chip in in, in it and they're also in the gaming laptop kind of stuff not the usual uh laptops which the consumers use so in terms of laptops i don't think there's no concerns per se for me i don't think i'm concerned about it it's going to take time for the lamp generation to kick into the laptop segment so that's there but for pcs i guess if you recently made a build or something maybe that person could have waited uh because this was in talks for a solid amount of time i guess it was in talks for months you could see it on twitter and everywhere if you're a person who's into pc already so you should have known about it but it won't make a big difference per se in terms of intel so i don't think it's going to cause a lot of trouble but yeah that's that what do you think yeah. about i don't have any thoughts i like the yeah. logo i am a bit of a noob in terms of this whole processor stuff at least in terms of the computing side so i'm just going to stay out of this but we see technically obviously it will become like, like me thing. saying they shifted from the old nanometer technology so to the 10 nanometer i guess yeah 10 10 nanometer yeah, so yeah. that's a good leap you're getting better you better see your performance and one thing i noticed i think the i5's name has been changed it's not core anymore it's evo or something it has evo in it. evo, yeah, evo i yeah. i think they're separating the middle mm-hmm. point 
is the thing. So that's that. Yeah. So technologically, I think it's a good leap. You're going to get better performance from the CPU. That's all that. But as you asked me, how it's going to affect laptops or like PCs, I think it'll, it'll take time, especially in such times. Yeah. So that was a good thing. I it some of it went over my head as in you explained it very well but i'm literally a bit confused <laughs> on this whole processor race at least in terms of the computing side so it's i'll a, just stay out of all this it's a bit you know complicated yeah. to understand but then you yeah complicated yeah complicated to understand that's it Moving on to one of the final topics, um, I'm not sure if you read about this, but ZTE is a brand that is quite popular in the Chinese market, and they recently launched a device with the world's first under-display camera. Oh, I heard about that in the IFA. Like- yeah, yeah, no, not the IFA. They launched it separately oh, in an event. Cool. It's been around a week or two, if I'm not wrong. I think it launched on first of September. Hmm. And what they've done is they've applied some special quantum dot technology, whatever the, the terminology is weird. And they've basically made it so that the display, when you're looking at it, you can't tell it's like it's a whole straight panel, as in you won't be able to tell there's a cutout. Because if you remember, Xiaomi, another brand showcased yeah, the first that. part where there was like a light yeah, reflection. That, yeah. yeah. So basically they've made it like that and they've made the display in such a way that the selfie sensor will be able to provide the same output as it would if it was outside as in like in the form but of But it's not hole. the technology which the you know the OnePlus concept used where they use the glass to shift everything. That ah. glass to yeah, shift, okay. yeah. Then I think it's great. They can actually bring, you know, on the display camera. It's actually a big thing because you don't have fights over two different kind of people in the market, one who say the pop-up camera would have been better, one who say the hole punch is good. Yeah. You can banish that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's easier to implement this in any phone, like just put it under there with the technology which they're using. I'm pretty sure it would be good. If it doesn't mm-hmm. hinder the overall experience of the screen too, that's there. If I'm going to get a little bit of brightness reduced in that area, or if there's going to be problems in terms of the screen crush, in terms of the pixels over there, that that would be a concern. That would be there. But yeah, yeah if it changes around and all the companies find a way to bring it to all the devices. It's a good thing. It's a good leap in terms of the screen and the camera part towards the front, at least. Yeah. Xiaomi also showcased something like this, but they've uh, said that they'll be implementing this in Q1 of 2021. So next year, we are going to see more of this technology. It's actually exciting because if you see, maybe by 2022, this on budget devices yeah, as well through that i saw even yeah. somebody tweeting that, that uh, xiaomi is also patented it so like it's obvious it's coming it's obviously happening yeah, like patented yeah. it you mm-hmm. we had the the third gen is yeah we had the leap from you know having the selfie camera outside the display to coming as a dewdrop which mm-hmm. is again with the display uh, but then then you got the hole punch which was just a part of the display not with the outside of the display. So that's a transition. It's obvious. So the next thing is obviously to entirely push it out of the way and then just make it hidden. So that's that. It's obvious to happen. It will happen like in like a year, I guess. Let's see. Yeah. Coming to the final point, which is that two brands are going to launch cheap budget uh, smartwatches soon. Realme hasn't confirmed it. So we'll talk about that later. But 
Xiaomi is soon going to launch the Mi Watch Revolve, which is basically technically a smartwatch, considering it will come with Wear oh, OS. Cool. So, what are thoughts on a Wear OS smartwatch coming in at around like seven to eight k? That would be super great. Like, if I'm right, the Oppo watch, as far as I've uh, seen reviews, and I actually even saw it in an offline store. Uh, it was actually good. Nice. It was actually good. I mean, they like in every review. Uh, I, I don't think they've exaggerated it. Oppo watch actually has uh, perfected the Wear OS uh, with their own UI. For a square-shaped display, they've done it really good. They have put the OS's fluidity to use. That's what I feel. So if that can come for an even lesser price, I guess the Oppo Watch is around 11k, right? So if this can come to around 7k or something with Xiaomi doing it, I think super great, man. I mean, I don't want to use just uh, software which is not based on a stable thing. If it can be in Wear OS, that's actually yeah, a good yeah, yeah. thing. But we have to note, like the Oppo Watch, there won't be LTE support. If mm, I'm not wrong, true. because <laughs> there hasn't been to that. But it's okay. We'll at least get Wear OS, which is I mean, great. That's one more thing to note. If you are that person who wants LTE, you won't be spending bill out ten thousand. That's that. If certain specifications yeah, is in need true. for with uh, technologies like these, I think you would know which price you're gonna be spending it at. So that's that. Yeah, so will we be seeing coverage of the Mi Watch Revolve on Sudeep's channel? I don't know, man. If I can invest on it, definitely yes. I don't have any plans for investing anything like as of now, not in any product. But if it is actually good and I want and I'm in need of it, that's also there. If I need it, I would definitely get it. But even if not, if I can cover it on the channel, if I like that for the price it comes at, maybe you can see it on the channel. Let's see. Yeah. So basically, this was a way of me telling you guys. I forgot actually that Sudeep's channel will be linked in the show notes. So do check it out. We are also doing. We also do a live stream, which is known as Behind the Content or Beyond the Content. Oh no, I forgot the name again. <laughs> beyond the Content. We confuse it ourselves. We, yeah, it's Beyond the Content. We confuse it ourselves. Beyond the Content, and we do it every Friday. So you'll. Uh, I'll uh, drop the link to Sudeep's channel where you can check it yeah, out. Yeah, the recent and episode. That was that too. Yeah. So coming to the Realme S Watch Pro, what are thoughts on that? Did you check, I didn't it, check out? it out? Is it launching? Like okay. So it's basically a smartwatch from Realme. I have not covered it completely, so I have I have to check the specifications. But as of the premise, it's basically going to be something similar to the Mi Watch Revolve, at least in terms of the design. They've launched it. It looks basically hmm. like a normal, I saw like Casio type. Yeah, I watch. saw the pictures, yeah. and it resembled like you know the Moto 360 type of design, the sturdy look. That was that. It has an AMOLED display, I guess. It comes to the pricing in a place like India. It definitely comes down to the pricing. That's what I guess. Yeah, it's basically somewhat like the Galaxy Watch Three. At least they've technically copied the design yeah, from yeah, there, yeah. and it's got the dual dial system with the top part yeah, rotating yeah, yeah. module. But yeah, it's basically going to be somewhat of a competitor to like the Mi Watch Revolve if it comes to India and. 
I like it. It's again Realme and Xiaomi going head to head. Realme and Xiaomi. <laughs> oh God, Realme and Xiaomi. Just like I said, told you competition. They. Yeah. yeah. So that concludes the news of the week. But we've also got a separate segment which we'll do every week. Which again, this is the first time we're doing it. Which will be about the content we loved, and we'll. like if sudeep suggests some channel it can be anything it most probably i'll be doing podcast and channel both and i'll be linking them in the show notes so you can check that out so sudeep do you have any recommendations right so uh, a recommendation which not, not everybody would know there's this other podcast called technically speaking podcast which is by darshkitani and jacqueline i believe and i think shrok also listens to it if i'm right So there are two other creators yes, from outside and, India. They do it great. They also talk a lot about tech and yeah. it gets you know with their personal opinions and a lot of stuff. They're also great. So you can listen to a podcast. I can say that. And otherwise, creators I like this week. There were a lot of videos I saw. Uh, uh, Shreyas from Tech That Out, who's also in our live stream, he released a video about OLED screens and what's the actual fact which goes behind the you know the tinting issues and a lot more. I love the way he explained it. So you guys can. uh take a look into it and shlok also dropped a video yesterday so yeah he's on the podcast but i'm still saying it because it was actually really good shlok improved a lot and the video was super good Ooh. and i liked it so you can also check shlok's content and otherwise i think there's a lot of content which released this week which i really loved so yeah maybe drop by my twitter handle i might be dropping some after the podcast drops so yeah, let's see about that Yeah, I'll link Sudeep's Twitter handle as well. And just a minor, minor plug. Yeah, uh, I was going to say the technically speaking podcast as well because they recently uploaded another podcast episode. And the thing is that if you are old listeners of the podcast, you know I've re- I've interviewed both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my two second plug. <laughs> yeah, he has. So- <laughs> yeah, it was actually so fun. Even if I can do a shameless plug, I I recently released a video, so you guys can go check that out. That's fine for you. That's yeah, like so basically the uh, laptop yeah, video can, became very popular. It's like an introduction to my content. I think it's one of my well articulated and well presented video yet. There might be better videos. So for now, that's a place you can go for to see my content. So that's there. That's my shameless plug too. So yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. Yeah. Again, <laughs> all of this will be linked. Coming to content, I liked. First of all, in terms of the podcast scene, I liked the recent episode of the Test Drivers podcast featuring Austin Evans and Mike Hurley from Relay FM. I'll link that out, but you guys probably know it because they're really popular. But in terms of YouTube, I recently discovered like a kid who's very very popular. Means technically, he's not popular. I've seen people get more popular, but actually, he's more of an underrated creator who does a great job. I know who you're gonna. His talk name's about. a bit hard to pronounce. Is it? Yeah, his name is Adwait. Yeah, Adwait. He's actually yeah. a great so, person. He's a kid. He's like around thirteen yeah. years old, I guess. But his content is something. He's twelve. If I'm I don't not know, wrong, I'm not sure about that. But he's a kid. Yeah. He's already not twelve. Whatever. Still, that, but uh, yeah. it, but like his mm-hmm. content is really amazing. I like it. And he dropped a Pixel 4a quick unboxing and impressions video. And I think if you're gonna go to his channel, you're gonna love it. His OnePlus 8 review or the Android experience or like a first impressions video. He also dropped that. It's a beautiful video. He, I really yeah. love the content for the age he's doing it at, and it shows like age is not something you need to worry about. So that's there. So you guys definitely need to check out Adwait's tech. 
he is based on us yeah is an Or, indian hmm yeah and his content really speaks yeah. for itself i mean it's yeah, so good and then followed up we have suraj bodu who is i don't know if i pronounced this name right and i hope suraj doesn't kill me but he is a great youtuber in terms of the content he makes and this week he dropped a video on the sony webcam says how to use a sony camera to yeah, capture like to... a live stream yeah. but basically yeah, yeah yeah the thing is rather i say that this video may not appeal to a That's lot of people but just yeah, check his yeah, channel yeah, out yeah, guys like, i wanted to say it i wanted to say so to just content but i thought the video he dropped this week wasn't that you know mass appealing it was really you know for mass a appeal, very yeah. particular audience but his content is amazing every single person out there go check his content and i also forgot kd dropped a video this week and that was also super amazing yes, i loved it it was super great he actually went really in depth informative with what happens between mac os uh safari and chrome and why is there a lot of difference in a lot of uh content you watch in 4k and a lot more he went into the in depth details i really liked it he also put out a tweet i guess asking if the people actually loved it because he was really skeptical i guess so yeah that's that he he also yeah, dropped yeah, a banger yeah. video this week so you guys can go check that out too yeah all of that will be linked in the show note and the final video which i really loved which is basically the video i tell you guys to stop listening to the podcast and go view now which is it is a documentary that is shot by one of our colleagues in the podcast scene the live stream scene which is shrees and so good that i would suggest you guys just leave everything and watch yeah, it true that was really amazing shrish did a fantastic job and yeah even i loved it i really really loved it so shrish it's just a channel name shrish so go go there the video title break go watch it you're going to have a good time and you're going to take back something you can take back something from that video you will yeah. be able to relate to Agreed. it if you're creating content or working tirelessly for something you love or anything just going to take back something from that and that's how he's made that video to be and you won't even uh find the fact that it's actually a camera video for the nord he just explains how good the camera actually is but it's also a personal video which he tried to make about bricks it was super great please to check it out yeah so with that this concludes our episode but before you guys uh, quit watching i just like to tell you guys that this is a series that we'll continue on and each week you'll see the episode airing at around like 8:30 uh, on saturday so do tune in guys next week we'll have another one of our hosts and that will complete the whole trio and just uh, no more about tech from the podcast yeah i guess it's just I like your guys, place I to mean, stop for I if you need more about tech we just talk our opinions too so like you can listen to it if you're free that's how it's going to be yeah so with that thanks sudeep for joining yeah, in man. and we'll be back guys yeah thanks to everybody who has listened till here and yeah let's pretty much wrap it up yeah bye bye guys bye. have a great day have a great day yeah